0: So, having the occasion to cultivate puja is one of the advantages of a retreat group retreat because uh, when you are doing this as a group you get the feeling, the perception, the feeling, the signals and signs of harmony, group aspiration kalyanamitta, kinship in the noble life the reason are all tremendously, uh, tremendously important resources and conditions for awakening mm. really uh, extremely significant <coughs> mm. you know, particularly we often find ourselves in situation cultures, where it's kind of individual you're on your own or you're working out for yourself, or you get to work, competition passing through crowds of people you don't really know and traffic so it's not a kind of sharing environment <laughs> it's a collision <laughs> you yeah. or one can actually have uh, social occasions but they're pretty much lightweight you know, chat and have a meal and friendly, but not really necessarily going that deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to a group occasion, we're actually all focused on uh, virtues and values and liberation and recognizing ourselves as being part of, a, of an ongoing uh, tr- transmission. It's been happening for thousands of years across many different countries and cultures. Something kind of takes away all that on your own, or I'm a German, or I'm a Swedish, or I'm a Bel- Malaysian, or who cares? <laughs> well, that, can, that doesn't get you very far, does it? <laughs> so, just a human. Uh, there's had a kind of drop what isn't really needed, or relevant, or useful, who cares with nationality, it comes down to Dhamma practice, doesn't just go, doesn't go anywhere, so the more we can relinquish what we don't need, then you find your, your heart, your, your, your sense of um, self-value, or self-authenticity, you know, is uh, much more able to adopt a more comfortable and useful form. I'm a disciple of the Buddha. That's my tribe, that's my nationality. And then, belonging to that, you get the benefit of that, which is uh, uh, companionship, support. And from there, you know, begin to uh, establish the values, the virtues, the Eightfold Path, the training you recite them you know, and you begin to say, this is really where I feel the strength and the beauty of my life is in this, and in this kind of personal stuff is something you get in perspective, you not, not kind of denying one also has a lot of individuality and personal formations and personal issues and so forth, but we're no longer embedded in them and we can contemplate them which ones are useful, which ones are helpful, which ones we just want to put aside, which ones you have to really tackle and and unravel our stubbornness or our pain. At least you're getting in perspective, you've got got a a refuge, a standpoint. so So then with puja you're not just thinking this, you're actually celebrating it your body, and your breathing, and your vocal cords, and your voice. So it goes a lot deeper. The difference between chanting and speaking, speaking really only occupies the body from the mouth, the brain, throat, that's really it. So you just get that. When you chant it, it you takes your whole body, or whole upper body. You've got to use your, your uh, abdomen, your chest, and you've got to link it to the breath. To the full extension of the out-breath. You can't chant breathing in. <laughs> so it's got to be that sense of some rhythmic, whereby the sense of the out-breath is sending it out. <laughs> right? it's kind of like opening, when you breathe out, you send out, with thinking and speaking, it's just completely disconnected from any bodily rhythm at all. You can mumble. <laughs> so when you send out, it's a much more full energy streaming out, isn't it? But it's not streaming out in a careless way, it's a moderated, steady, like a deliberate offering of uh, breath energy, body energy and also heart. when those go out then your heart goes with it send it out not to lose it but to, to share it and this is really healthy um, exercise for the heart talking about the heart I mean not the physical organ but the, that emotional sense that sense where we have our aspiration, values virtues uh, and so forth that chitta said your citta, you expanded Then mm. you're, you're expanding it also just by just the fact of, of linking it to a deliberate breath a long breath and also resonating the mm. voice yeah. See, so, you know there's, of all the signs i have seen signs of things that we feel affected by signals and signs was probably the one most powerful is the sound of the human voice yeah. the sound of the human voice and with that you pick up the emotional quality whether it's commanding uh, abrupt uh, soothing harsh uh, wavering whatever it is you pick up that's what I mean by the sign. The sign, yeah? There's a signal behind it. Is, this is clarity. This is a sign of clarity. This is a sign of offering. This is a sign of aspiration, virtue. And you pick it up, you kind of. <laughs> yeah? Because the steady is, t- is not tentative, it's steady. It's not, well, maybe I could sort of perhaps do a little bit of something. If I don't feel too bad, (laughs) it's uh, full on, you know? But at the same time, it's not a kind of aggressive shouting, it's a sweet, tender presentation. When we hear that, and we join in with that, we feel this amplified effect of the heart gathering together, clear, bright. Good, virtuous, kalyana, uplifting. Then you cultivate chanting. Now this is just even talking about the sound, and the group sound. Now what it means is you're breathing. You have to actually, really, you know, hold your body up, chest open, and regulate a long out breath. so that you're not gasping, you're not hurried and if you've got a group, it means you can breathe in when you need to and somebody else's voice will cover that, that uh, so that's and you get the sense that the sound remains unbroken even though the individual voices may drop here, she leaves off this bit, she needs to breathe the sound continues yeah. and the voice continues, it's the group voice we into that. When you th- consider just these, this sound, which is a sound of of faith, and uplift, tonality. You know what the tonality of aggression or brutality is, yeah, or, or manipulation or lying. You know those sounds. Deceitfulness, bullying, but this is a sound of purity. You realize that sound, that voice has been going on for thousands of years. It's always hitting the same place that in us which aspires truth, virtue, goodness. And you want to be part of that. You want to be part of that. You You do puja you're part of that so then you, you offer you give your body to that in this way of holding your body up regulating your breathing and uh, when you, then you as you you tuck a vichara you place on that particular tone and then you sense what's happening the resonances you get the the tonality, which I'm suggesting, is not strained. It's not. Um, this is the tonality of your voice makes when it feels most confident and comfortable. Whatever that is for you. And the thing is that when you chant together, those voices will begin to find the same level. Without, just it happens, the voices begin to adjust, and everybody because the voices and the tonality of the heart by itself by itself naturally seeks harmony you don't have to what's he doing, what's she doing, what's going to do naturally, if you listen it begins to adjust because the truth of the heart is it seeks harmony you don't have to make it seek harmony, it does. Yeah. And that harmony is much more than just vocal harmony, but actually you know, group harmony. And we, we want to find that. And we feel most comfortable that way. We're not defensive or aggressive or frightened. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're accepted. So these moods, these mind states and moods can arise from chanting together in a measured steady way. Mm-hmm. You sense the resonances, as a certain resonance occurs in your body when you use your voice in this way. The bones, you can feel the bones in your head, sometimes the bones in your chest get a slight reverberation. And that's how the sound reverberates. It's the vocal cords reverberate and the bones reverberate. Just like if you have a guitar, a string reverberates, also the wood also reverberates so you get the whole body reverberates with the sound this is a self on a subtle energy level this is very healthy clearing Mm -hmm. in some situations people will chant for hours because it cleans the body from sluggishness, stiffness, dullness Raggedness, the kind of effects that occur in a subtle body's energy system it purifies mm-hmm. it I mean, you don't, can't really understand it, you just feel good yeah. mm-hmm. you feel good, I when mean, you feel good in your body at this level it's not a physical feeling it's about subtle body energy feeling your heart when it senses that is naturally supported and buoyant You sense what's happening. Of course, there are also the very reference points when we make in the uh, what the words mean, and these become again signs and signals. See, using words like uh, blessed one, uh, enlightened, uh, noble, um, truth. directly in yourself directly known by the wise uh, immediate. so as you're chanting you maybe pick up one or two of these words that seem to strike you yes this is a blessed this is not this is not squalid this is not about ego gaining this is about something much more beautiful and often we can enter into. You know? And how how is that? You know, we look in worldly values as gain, as profit, as economics, as fun, as pleasure, as new, as powerful, as exciting, as stimulating, yeah. Well, this is the sort of stuff you see written around on the advertisement it's new, powerful, exciting, stimulating, wonderful, profitable, cheap, easy, won't you? So, oh, it's squalid Where do you get blessed from? Does anybody say this is the blessed phone? That's no, why it's fast, powerful Who wants fast and powerful anyway? Where does that go? Just, just means your nervous system is running even faster. You're getting stressed out. But you see, and the more we tune to those, we start to become, we become kind of mobile phones, because that's that's the one that talks to you all the time. So eventually, you you become one. Your mind operates in the same way, kind of flash, quick, jump, jump, jump. So no, no, bless it. A human being is not a function it's not an efficient function to get things done it's a vehicle for the blessed the truth virtue purity, it's a vehicle for that let's honour it make us really tune in to that potential we all have for grandeur for giving, for forgiving, for rising up, yeah. you know, for committing to to the highest. If we don't, we don't even have to achieve it. At least we keep keep that sense of rising. May I may I rise up? You see. Now we can all say, well, you know, my mind wanders. And everything. Yeah, okay, but. Keep rising up. Tune in to the rising aspiration, not into what your thinking mind compares and science. You know, and that quality itself is beautiful. One can keep aspiring, you yeah. and making that available. You know, we are the creatures. Other creatures. Other creatures can have intelligence and uh, power and amazing skills. Even spiders got amazing skills, but nothing else aspires like a human. We're the ones who can do that, and know that means the heart rises above circumstance, above gain and loss above pain and pleasure you know, it rises above that success and failure rises above that we keep that rising and how wonderful to have an encouraging opportunity something that can help one you know, so the example of the Buddha you know I am the Buddha's disciple we rise to that we want the Buddha to be high not saying you know i'm going to be buddha but i want something that actually asks the best of me ask me to bring forth the best i can and then you live it now without that marker the buddha the Dhamma, the sangha well you know i'll try to do what i can reasonable human being okay let what do it do right now that's okay but it hasn't got that same bright tone Yeah. and this is why so these then become Pooja becomes like a teacher so your teacher is not just someone who gives you information the teacher says I want you to to bring forth the best you can and I won't criticise I'll ask you I'll ask you to look into your heart and bring forth the best you can yeah. and don't ever give up don't ever be content with less bring forth your best that's what we want for your welfare and the Buddha is saying that not harshly but you can you can rise Mm. don't ever forget that this takes us beyond the world your worldly values even beyond Conceiving ourselves in worldly terms—it doesn't matter what we think about ourselves. Isn't that important? Because this is not a matter of heart. Matter rise. Now we rise and sustain. So this is um, puja. In the occasion, which in a retreat situation, we have uh, a couple of occasions a day, we deliberately uh, bring that sign, that quality, that occasion to mind and turn to it. So that, you know, when you, when you within that, you begin to locate this is what, it's, what, this is what it feels like when you rise. You know? This is the kind of effort that's needed. It's not no effort, it's not strain. It's the effort of a full out-breath, given completely. And then the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. You don't say, I've done enough breathing for today. (laughs) I'm tired, I want to stop breathing. The next one, the next one, the next one. that's it it's just the next one this one, this one, this one and don't look back Mm. if you get a sense of what right effort is it's a steady, moderated energy this really helps to uh, particularly in the morning time to brighten up the mind Often we are struggling with not feeling fully vitalized yet, sleepy, a bit dull, stagnant, I mean, this is energizing in a good way. Both the physical act, the verbal act, and the heart, particularly, will help to bring in the right kind of energy, which is beautiful. We love it, beautiful devotion. Then you notice that's what that is. Okay, that's that's right effort. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right effort. See, so register. Mm. Can I <laughs> return to that? This becomes, if you do that in the chanting, in the puja, see, so you, almost your heart begins to you know recognize it. That. It's not desperate, it's not forceful, but it doesn't give up. You notice that, sense it. Also, look at some of these terms, some of the teachings that are just implanted in the chanting. You know, today we're doing the Mangala Sutta. Almost any one of those verses, the words you can take to consider what's behind that. What's behind, um, you know, associating with the wise. The need and the, uh, to associate and to drink in uh, and to remember if they're not physically present. To these to remember, that's your kinship whether they're near or far you know. and so they're holding the wise in your heart and it's really useful, because you're doing something you're thinking, would the wise in my heart would they feel comfortable with that? would they support that? ok, just remember Remember, it's good karma. So, what, so a simple phrase like that. What's behind it? When you associate with the wise, you carry them in your mind. An example. When we associate, when we come to occasion like this, we have a very good chance to associate with the wise. Doesn't mean we're all completely wise. We wise aspects we're bringing forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a treasure to be with people of integrity. So, anyone can take a phrase like that and just use that as part of how we cultivate the right form of motivation and intentionality. You know, practice, right effort, right integrity, you know, following through. You see, in the kind of attention that's used, it's very attentive, but the attention is not constricted on a particular physical point, the attention is supporting a particular reference. that the heart can feel, it can know, it's connected to you see. so you want to have a, a, a kind of an attention it's just that not just about the visual attention of focusing on a point but the kind of attention which allows a heartful quality of sensitivity uh, aspiration, right energy you know so don't make your attention too cramped or too much focused on sensations or purely physical things your attention should be established in a way whereby you can sense fully the right energy the right motivations in what you're doing and it's the blending of these heart qualities held in a sustained way that clear clear staleness or the raggedness or the sadness from the heart. there is that is samadhi. Entering into that is samadhi. And from there you know you begin to review the noble truths. What has what has caused suffering? Where was the clinging? Where could letting go be accomplished? What did it take to do that? So you why is review? Why is review? The arising of the path and the results and the way and the causes and the conditions that support suffering and its elimination. So let's take some time for direct silent practice and um, depending on what supports you, either sitting, standing or walking